Well, folks, thank you for being here at Politics and Right. Welcome to Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. As you can see, things are kind of tight here. I hope our, our politicsdoneright.com blog site is running so slowly. I couldn't even get the blog post up for today. But you know what? Good for us. We have all kinds of different avenues that we skin the cat. I don't know what's going on at GoDaddy, but there must be something with their back-end servers. Anyhow, we're going to have a great show for you today. We always, always find a way around. Yvette Avery Herod, welcome aboard. How you doing, my friend? Amevor Icom Michael, welcome aboard. Wants to make some money on... Oh, that's a... You are a... Come on, don't do that, man. You know better than that. Don't do that. Bridge MCP, uh, we are babes. How you doing, Alistair Waters? Because we are cool like that. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Let me go ahead and get this guy out of here. Alistair Waters, uh, Bridge MCP, I'm laughing. Let's see what she says. Um, I was laughing, we said the same thing. Oh, yes. Who else have we got here? Let's see, we've got E2247 is with us today. We also have Alistair uh, Waters, AVQ. Has a whole lot of stuff. If you're if you're just joining us, folks, drop your lines in. Drop your lines in right now. But before I get started with AVQ or anything else, do you realize that these guys just dropped uh, the, the the stuff for for COVID out of the relief bill going to Ukraine? So we can send weapons to Ukraine, but we cannot invest the monies that we need at home with COVID to ensure that things work right with people with COVID. I, I mean, the pathology, I mean, Democrats, I don't know. Democrats, if you guys don't know how to market, uh, notice I said market. If you guys don't know how to put this in words to show the American people what the other side thinks about only, you don't deserve to be in power. You should be all over the screen screaming. You should be on every network screaming. Look at what they've done. Look at what they've done. So please, folks, get to your congressperson. Anyway, it seems to me like Michael Rudnan has a whole bunch of stuff here. We're going to kind of cut them down, Michael, to, but I'm going to get it to each one, but we're not going to do the whole thing because of timing. Uh, it is illegal to leak a draft, a political fact. Is it illegal to leak a Supreme Court draft? No, federal law. I clearly prohibit someone with legal access to a draft uh, Supreme Court opinion, such as a justice or clerk, from leaking that document to the press. Legal experts said a draft opinion is not classified, which is usually the grounds for leak investigation. Uh, the White Ring is angry about the leaker. I, I'm going to move on to that one because we understand that. Justice Clarence Thomas, government institutions can't be bullied. We can't be an institution that can be bullied into giving you just the outcomes you want. Clarence Thomas is a buffoon. How can you say that when your wife is talking to about overthrowing the government? You don't. You should not be on the Supreme Court, sir. When you have Supreme Court justices who lied about their position about settled law, you can expect protect. If you consider that protest to be bullying rather than an expression of our First Amendment rights, you are unfit to be a judge. But it's worse than that, Mr. AVQ. The reality is he doesn't, first of all, he doesn't have the intellect to be on the Supreme Court, uh, but he was placed there. Uh, but there's the second thing about uh, Justice Thomas is, again, sitting in a house with a wife who plotted against the United States of America, who was in the process of assisting in the overthrow of the government, 
I don't know. I think there's a lot that can be said there. GOP law, next one from uh, Rudnan. GOP lawmakers recast abortion stance, worry of voter backlash, while Democrats decry a draft opinion uh, that would eliminate the constitutional right and abortion. Uh, Republic would work the decades of this moment have been targeted and silenced. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, well, if we don't do right, if this isn't the, if this isn't the, the, the peace that gives us the uh, t that ensures we keep the House, increase the Senate, increase the House and Senate, then we deserve not to be in power. U.S. Let's see, U.S. Senate to vote Wednesday on abortion rights bills. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says every American will see how every senator stands. Schumer said during a news conference with state leaders in New York, Republicans can duck it, can't duck it anymore. Republicans have tied it to duck it. Choice should not be up to a handful of right-wing justices. Choice should not be up to a handful of right-wing politicians. It's a woman's right, plain and simple, he said. Schumer called the draft decision an abomination, noting that the majority of Americans want to preserve the right to have an abortion and women's health care. Democrats are really good at passing legislation, which doesn't affect corporate. Exactly. Paul Fleming says, I'm checking in. Checking in. Welcome aboard, Brother Fleming. Welcome aboard. Bernie Sanders says no corporations that breaks the law should get a federal contract. Agreed. Uh, taxpayers' dollars should not go to companies like Amazon who repeatedly break the law. Bernie Sanders said Thursday, no government, not the federal government, not the state government, nobody, nobody, nadie, punto y final. This would be uh, what treating a corporation like a person would be like. But, you know, we like to treat corporations like persons when it comes to giving them certain types of benefits. But otherwise, oh, they're not. They're not people then. They're corporations, right? Funny. Jesus Christ, Michael, how many things do we have here? Bernie's, okay. Sanctioned oligarchs' use of a Hakawa payment system <coughs> is a desperate move, but not necessarily illegal, experts say. In the months leading up to Vladimir Putin's uh, ordering its military troops to invade Ukraine, his oligarchs' inner circle appear to have anticipated the sanction and move funds through proxy to proxy trust or shell companies. Mm -mm -mm. It's a move that could uh, could be seen as desperate. Experts have told insiders, I don't actually know how this works. I don't either. I just learned. <coughs> Sorry about that. I just learned that, Rudnan. Thank you for putting that in there. Got to look that up. Uh, he has the link in there, people. Russian oligarch anticipated sanction months. I read that one already. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, what else is in there? Any... I won't, let's, let's let the people go ahead and read the links here themselves. Here's a glimpse of a future hothouse earth if greenhouse gases aren't curved. I like this. During the Casimovian Julian boundary KGB about 304 million years ago, our planet experienced major upheavals. Atmospheric carbon levels doubled in roughly 300,000 years from around 350 parts per million to 700 parts per million. New research suggests about 23% of the seafloor during this time were deprived of oxygen. The findings are based on a fresh analysis of trace elements in a slab of ancient black shale in South China. The isotopes of carbon and uranium within the, this rock suggest that at, on top of global warming, rising sea levels and melting glaciers, we also have to worry about ocean anoxia. Under extreme anoxia conditions, life in the ocean struggles to survive. Yeah, that's, too, that's not almost no oxygen level, right? Even areas with low oxygen called hypoxia are known as dead zones, natural cycles that cause these changes to hothouse gases. Uh, 
uh, Earth to do so in thousands of years, but we're seeing the same uh, decades due to human industrial activity. Also, you just have to look at the red, red, red tide and things that remove a lot of oxygen out of the water. What happened to the fish? You see them float into the top and die. All right, Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Hello, relatives, says E2247. Alistair Walter says, hola, PDR peeps. And Alistair was one of our protagonists at Ask Egberto Anything this weekend. We had a great Ask Egberto Anything. I think we had nine or ten people there, or maybe 11, somewhere around there. Uh, we want to get up to 50 people. When are we going to get there? We have a spots for 100 people, but we'll grow. Uh, we, we had fun. We had good communication. It was not just progressive. It included uh, a, 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 a conservative point of view as well. And everybody was cordial. Everybody was civil. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got here. Good afternoon. Uh, in, in Odessa, the head of the European Council held a meeting with Prime Minister of Ukraine, Denis Shimbai. No, Shimhal. But they had to break off negotiations and take cover due to rocket farm. My God. Bridge MCP says New York advised to expand abortion access for those in state and out of state. If you, if you guys recall, a few days, a few a week or two ago, we had a, a woman from California who was complaining about California doing the same thing, which make creating an open door policy for all those people, again, who are going to be harmed by what the Supreme Court seems intent on doing. Big donation for Stacey Abrams is what Paul Fleming is saying, and he provides a link for Stacey Abrams. We want to make sure we keep not only the Senate, but the governorships. We need governorships, etc. Remember, we need more Democratic delegation. When, whenever a, an election is thrown to the House, the amount of delegations in the House is the vote. So there are 50 votes and 50 delegations and we have i think 26 republican delegations which means if an election is ever thrown to the house more than likely they wouldn't go with the popular vote they wouldn't go with the will of the people they will go with their ideological buffoonery here you go Egberto says feel free to pick and choose no need to read all of them i like to look uh let me tell you something guys i like you to go to his uh Randin gives you link to all those things visit it Eric Hayes says, quickly, each person needs to get a better BS protector and get away from... I saw that message. You placed that somewhere else. You preach plutocracy and how it is bad. How can you be against corporations and that end, uh, on that end for making things better, for working, but then trust them to monitor through true... I don't think... They're not mutually exclusive. First of all, corporations are of many different types. And the corporations that I rail against are corporations that need to be railed against. That doesn't say that there aren't good corporations. There are very good corporations at one time... In fact, uh, earlier on, before, uh, before a certain person discovered ratchet, unfettered capitalism, Starbucks was one of those companies that would be very, that, that treated employees the way one expects a corporation to. And I know of a lot of corporations that do that. Let's look at Costco. Costco they, they, uh, treats its corporate, it, it, it pays its, all of its employees a living wage. We have Costco, we have Sam's. Look at the difference in, in pay scales at Costco and Sam's. Look at, look at the, the, the smile on the people's faces on Costco and look at how you get treated at Sam's. Again, it, it's, you know, I, I, am not, I am not complaining against corporations that are doing a good thing. I'm complaining against corporations that are nothing more than wealth transfer engines from the poor 
to the wealthy, the wealthy shareholders. I mean, and I say that all the time. There are good corporations. There are good companies. There are good people. There are bad people. But by no token, the problem we have is too many on the right want to think that there's something magical about business that we should be enthralled with. No, absolutely not. Maywood says, hello, everyone. And how is everyone today? We are all fine. Eric Hay says, price inflation via the college astronomical compared to previous years and its personal choice, uh, just as stuff. Loans or credit cards and mortgages shouldn't be let slide to. No, again, again, you have to change your level of thinking. You have to think through different levels of indirection. What the Powell Manifesto teaches is to tell you things and let you just absorb it and not try to break it down. I've broken down this many times before, and I want to do it again for one purpose here. Because we get new, new viewers all the times, I want this to be very, very clear. Very clear. Uh, the the one-dimensional view of college debt is that you took out the loan, have some responsibility, and pay it. When you have several degrees of freedom, the way one should think, because things are not black and white. And except math. Now, the math portion of why student loans should be forgiven is black and white. And who should pay for the forgiveness of student loans is black and white. And what should be done to those who were extorted to pay back their student loan like myself and others? Again, that is debatable. But here's the deal. Corporations progressively paid less taxes and, and, and each individual had to spend more to educate themselves to work for that corporation to enhance that company's value to their shareholders and bonuses for the corporations. In other words, we subsidized corporations and we subsidized corporations who lend us the money, who borrowed, who lent the people the money, got paid interest. So they got there were subsidized by the people who shouldn't have had to borrow money to go to college. This isn't rocket science. This isn't rocket science. This is basic arithmetic. We were conned. And, and by the way, I want to digress a minute here because today I, I hear people talking about, well, the gas prices continue to go up. They continue to go up with there not being a shortage. And we have people there saying, what is Biden going to do? Why is Biden allowing this to happen? How can Biden stop what you same people who are saying stop it from happening would go crazy if he says, I am going to nationalize the oil industry right now. And upon nationalization, prices will stay right here and every employee will get a bonus and all shareholders will just be liquidated. Right? You want action. If Americans really wanted action. They would first understand who is to blame for the high prices. The high prices are a direct responsibility of the corporations. Punto y final. Nothing to discuss there. The corporations are responsible for the high prices of gasoline and petroleum. People like to say, oh, it's the market. It's not the market. It's the manipulation of the prices of the product. Numero uno. Numero dos. This is nothing more than a rich group of folks saying, I can take your money because I have the right to do so. You must use petrochemicals to get to work. 
You must use petrochemicals to get to the hospital. You must use this natural resource that you never designed or own. You chose to decide the price this natural resource will have. And in the process, you are taking the monies of most Americans and putting it into the pockets of a few. I'm sorry, that is not a question. That is not an ask. That is a fact. And until we start blaming those who need to be blamed for insurance, these crooks, these charlatanes, these thieves, these thugs in suits, I call them a suit. I mean, I, I call them suits, right? So, I mean, uh, thugs in suits and ties. Check that out. So, those guys are the ones absolutely responsible for inflation. And you know why this continues to happen cycle after cycle? Because the Powell Manifesto has ensured that we stay fairly unintelligent on these issues so that they can continue to do these things over and over and over again and, and then blame either the politician like the president or some mythical market. There ain't no real market of this sort. I wish more people could understand that this was something designed by man to keep the few men and the people they invited into this design in power and well-moneyed, okay? But again, it's so hard to teach just when you've been indoctrinated your entire life that somehow this system is divine. It is not at all. It is not. Let me continue with the question. And welcome aboard uh, ATL. Tank Murdoch says, let's go, Brandon. I, is that supposed to mean something? I don't know. Daniel Edo, it's estimated that the Scotto striking down Roe versus Wade will save 1 million lives in the first five years. Uh, no, it won't. Let's do some extrapolation. I love that Daniel says that it'll save 1 million lives. No, it won't. Because here's the deal, right? That 1 million lives that didn't start in the first place, but they made it get come to fruition. That 1 million lives, they, the one thing they do is they grow up. And the one thing we are poor at is taking care of people that are alive. So whereas you may say, oh, 1 million lives are going to be saved. You know how many of those are going to die because we have a system that doesn't support them? So no, Mr. Uh, Ledo, that number is patently wrong. Uh, hey, Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Eric case says, commercial over and illegal fish, uh, fishing takes fish away too. What is your suggestion on that long with thousands years climate change? Commercial over illegal fishing. Uh, what is illegal fishing? If I'm in the middle of the ocean and I just drop a line, is that illegal fishing? Oh, but no, I forgot. Countries have this stuff called territorial waters, right? I think it's 12 miles off each coast. But when you're a country like the United States, you can say, but my commercial ownership of the ocean is 200 miles off my coast. I, I don't remember the number, but something like that, right? The big, the big, the big, the big countries can say how much their commercial value is worth. I mean, how their extraterritorial over the, is worth. I don't have the numbers. Somebody look it up for me. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver. Every case says California lets the criminal run rampant too. Wow, really? Uh, I guess in Texas too, right? We have a lot of gunslinging in Houston since since these guys uh, deregulated guns in Texas. 
the shootings have gone berserk. And not only has the shooting gone berserk with criminals, but people in their own homes are killing each other. Wow. How comes Democrats in Houston and Democrats in Texas are yet to make that argument? I am getting, going back to Texas, and I'm going to be really giving some of my Democratic brethren a very hard time for, 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 for uh, campaigning incompetence. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Carl Cox says, GOP working hard to end democracy. Yep, I wrote an article titled, How uh, Minority Rule, How the GOP Will Use the Court System to Effect Minority Rule. Please check it out. I also put it on Medium. Okay, Bridge MCP, they sure are, Carl Cox. All right, let's see what else we have. E2247 says, serious fire weather conditions over the southern plains and desert southwest on Monday, continuing a multi-day stretch of bone dry and windy conditions. Yes, yes, yes. Bridge MCP says, I would call tank and a-hole, but... Even they serve a purpose. Come on, Bridge. Remember, we don't call names, my dear. Beautiful, beautiful Bridge. I, we, we, we got, let, let's keep Tank around. Tank is going to give a lot of material that people are going to say, really? Okay. Pasco is only available in high-income areas. No, I think what you really mean is Costco is generally available in more urbanized areas because, again, that's, a, that's, a, that's cost right now, right? They're not as big as Walmart. And, you know, they pay right now, I, I, you know, right. There's a Costco pretty close by. It's, it's not a, like a high income area at all where this Costco is. So um, let, let me just say that that's not a necessarily true. But I mean, it, it, it is in a lot of times in higher areas than it is than Sam's. But that's not the point. The point is the prices at Costco are relative or similar to the prices at Sam's. I mean, uh, you look at the price differential. There's no price differential there, but there's again. It all depends on who you want to, uh, to, to where your morals are. That's what it's all about. Okay, Lee Grant says, protests outside of Scudder's home, threatening family members, children. This is third world stuff we've descended into. Yeah, because we have a third world Supreme Court. I mean, uh, one action led to another. Third world behavior from a Supreme Court. That's what we're seeing, a third world behavior from a Supreme Court. Tom C. says, in Roe versus Wade is overturned, each country in Michigan, each county in Michigan will independently determine if abortion is legal or not. The divided states of America. I have a piece coming from, uh, from Farid Zakaria. I think you guys are going to like. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant, third world stuff would be adding violence to the protest. That's what they did on January 6th. Exactly right. Uh, most serious danger zone, including Las Vegas, New Mexico, and Pueblo, Colorado. Surrounding that is much broader, critical. Yeah, the safari is really bad, buddy. Bridge MCP says, Scotus will, uh, well, he can always go to another state. Eh? Yep. Yes, he could. <laughs> that's what he says, right? Exactly. That's what they're doing. I agree with. I, I love that sentiment. I never thought about it that way. Lee Grant says, I see attack on Catholic churches and disruption of services. Where are your progressives on that? We don't want violence anywhere, period. Punto y final. Carl Cox, protests at SCOTUS homes if peaceful is okay. If threats are made like conservatives do at liberals' homes, that is unacceptable. Exactly right. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, but we don't generally have violence, so that's the name of the game. Colleges should lower their overrun costs. Look, colleges can do their part in reducing costs, yes, but again, the biggest portion of this is the failure of collecting taxes from the pilferers, the corporations. Punto y final. Uh, let's see what else we got here. This is not the typical for this early in the season. No, it's not. I'm, I'm worried because Texas already, and Alison, Al Alistair Waters can tell you, 
she's in Conroe and she can tell you how it's burning up. And the thing about it is I'll be down there in the next few weeks. It's going to be, oh my God, madre mía, que calor va a tener. To all of you who wish for abortion to be illegal, just know that no other rights will be left off the table. Your right to marry outside of your race, your ability to live next door to whoever you wish, your right to vote, what else is up to imagination? Yeah, you know, I like the way they talk about that, that you know, uh, abortion is not an enumerated right in the Constitution. Neither is moving from one place to another. That's not an enumerated right, but nobody can stop you from moving from one state to the other. And if they try to do that, the Supreme Court would overturn it. There are a lot of unenumerated rights that we that we abode ourselves of. So that is a false argument. It's a very disingenuous argument. And it's actually a rather silly argument. Patricia E. Forter says, number one, error by U.S. S.A. corporatocracy. Terrorist government, the corporations, is first responsible to pay their investors. Salt should be the general public and world's health. You know, that is so amazing. That's so true, though. Whenever there's debt or whatever, the ones that's made whole first or corporations. In fact, let's go a little bit further. In certain states, after slavery was abolished, guess who got paid? Not the slaves who did all the work for decades for that slave owner. The slave owner got paid for that slave's freedom. The government paid the slave owner for him relinquishing. Think about that. Yet they don't want to give reparations for the people who built the country, right? Hmm, wow. Every case is actually, Egberto, the oil workers in the field don't wear suits. Uh, no, that's not who I'm talking about, though. Again, uh, a nationalization of the oil industry is going to pay them more. You heard what I said first. We're going to give them bonuses because we're no longer going to have all those windfall profits going to those shareholders. They will be going to those people who put their bodies and soul at risk. That's who deserve the money, not the executives, not the shareholders. Tom C. says, oil companies are making obscene profits as gas prices go through the roof at the pump. Where is a windfall tax on oil profits to give some of that cash back to the public right and the consumer? That You know, I mean, I don't need, look, I'm beyond the, the windfall profit tax now, Tom. I agree with you. We That is the minimum we should have, a windfall practice, because that this is actually picking the pockets of every American citizen because every American citizen must drive to work. Every American citizen must go to the hospital. Every American can go to the grocery store. It is a resource that one must have. It should not, we should not allow the extortion that the oil companies are doing. Now. And I don't hear enough people out there saying it's time for at least windfall profit tax, but I am ready for nationalization of the petrocarbon industry. Punto y final nationalize the damn industry it's time they've proven that they've 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 stolen from the american people long enough something that they didn't put into the ground they've stolen from americans long enough it's time to nationalize the oil sector it's time to nationalize and i'd like that to be on everybody's tongue nationalize the oil industry nationalize the oil industries because they are proven thugs they are proven thieves it's time Okay, let's see. Bridge MCP says, so got people thinking, Roe versus Wade, thinking about this. Why are we only regulating one of the two human beings required to create an unwanted pregnancy? Exactly. You know, whenever, if, if it were something that had to be done to a man, you can bet your bottom dollar that it wouldn't get done. It wouldn't get done. Carl Cox, high gas prices, inflation caused by oil companies raising gas prices so they can make windfall profits and get politicians who want green renewable energy defeated. That's not at all 
impossible. Because again, remember what I keep saying, Carl. Listen to this. Is this important? I want everybody to listen because there, there is something deeper to Carl's statement. You can, if, if we don't, if we don't now start putting the blame where the blame belongs for these oil prices on the corporations themselves, and we allow people to make believe that somehow fiscal policy, that's policy generated by the government, monetary policy is, 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 money, is policy generated by the feds, all right? That fiscal policy could somehow cause what's occurring today. That's a fallacy. So in other words, you cannot blame the government. This is the private sector deciding that it has the legal authority to rip you off. Until we put that into our souls and understand, this is the private sector actually picking your pocket. Private sector picking your pocket. Let's remember that. Okay, let's see. Pray for rain. Yes, we'll get rain. Okay. Eric Hayes says, Hidalgo and Garcia and Ellis let the criminals run rampant too. No, I don't think so. I, I think, again, putting the guns in the hands of a lot of people, you can't control a lot of that. Once once, once our governor, once Greg Abbott let loose on the guns, once uh, uh, Patrick, you know, once, once Dan Patrick and, and, and Abbott let guns loose, we had the wild, wild west to the nth degree in Texas. And every single Democrat need to be pointing that out. They have destabilized Texas and the rest of the country. Melanie Keelan, good evening, everybody. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you for having been out there with us, too, at Ask Egberto Anything. Hey, Carl Cox, I'm rather, yeah, Carl Cox, you were not there. Mike Cisak, you were not there. Paul Fleming, you were not there. I hope you guys go to sign up for the next one next month, early June. Please do, please do, please do. All right, let's see what we got. Eric Hayes, get your toilet paper at Costco. Yes, I do. Breach MTP says, sorry, Egberto Willie's about a hole. <laughs> Come on, girl, you know you're, hey, you hey, you have the right to do a hell of a lot of stuff, the amount of stuff that you, you have to take here many times. Do you hear Egberto excusing the leftist tactics? That is conditional ethics. I like the way that you like to make that, try to frame it that way. I think when you listen to the tape again, you'll see that that statement was not only false, one could call it a lie. Peggy Lopez says, hi all, abortion was legal in America until AMA, a group of white... <laughs> I never heard about that. I never heard that before. In the 1840s, decided to stop home births and began petitioning the government to make abortion illegal. Every case says, third world was all violence in pandemic period. What? Third world was all the violence. No, I, 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 I think you guys re need to re recognize uh, the, where the violence in this country really emanates from. Uh, George H. Yates, maybe cities should demand city rights and vote to allow abortion in the red states. I would, I, I think that would be cool because you know they like to talk about local, local rights, local jurisdictions, right? Except for when it's something they don't want. I'm talking about people, the red, the red politicians. All right. Egberto, anyone who still uses the Let's Go Brandon dead meme is an intentional attempt to troll as they are announcing that they are, you know, let me tell you something. Be careful with the words. You don't have to join them, Brother Rudden. These guys are, you know, what can I say? You know, you know, you know what, what gets people, okay, make violence great again. <laughs> Funny. Let me tell you something, Rudden. Um, I've learned with age, patience is a magical thing. A magical thing. E2247. Says, elect Jessica Cisneros. She's going to win. She's going to win on the 28th. Mike Cisak, we do all agree that murder is wrong, correct? Yes, we do. Now, again, 
uh, a fetus is not a living human being, so I do not consider that murder. If you decide that in your ideology you want to consider it that way, that's fine. I respect you for that. Just don't try to apply your theology onto somebody else's. Daniel Edo says, how can you tell Egberto is not debating in good faith? He constantly says, punto y final, meaning he believes he is so right, he cannot be challenged. That is a radical. It's not puto final. What you just, puto final says, I am the final whore. I don't think you wanted to call me a final whore. I think you wanted to say uh, end of line meaning a dot. Okay? So, but what you just called me, Daniel Ledo, was a final whore. Oh, my God. He called me a puto. Soy un puto. All right. <laughs> you have to watch it when you're trying another language, brother. All right. Mike Cisek was replying to Murdoch. Let's go uh, to what else should we nationalize, Mr. Marxist? What else we should nationalize? The health industry. Absolutely. And there are a couple more that I want to nationalize. I want real free enterprise. I want the things that people must have, transportation, uh, health care, and all of that. I want that to be we the people so that we can have that guy who owns a pizza shop, that designer who makes an artificial leg, that guy who creates a microprocessor. I want those guys to have the liberation that they can go out there and create things in a free enterprise system. That is not governed by, oh my God, I got to stay working for Intel because Intel has good insurance. And if I live, leave Intel, I don't have health insurance. Oh my God, the oil company is ripping everybody off and taking our wealth. I can't save to create my own company because I got to buy gas. That's the point, Mr. Rudnin. That's the point. And I have no shame or concern about anybody repeating that there are, there are four select industries that I want nationalized because that is the only way the middle class can move forward only way because again if we have the private sector with carte blanche to take your money like what the oil companies are doing right now you know how many people have been left in poverty because of what they're doing the guy who goes ahead and does the lawn and has to put a hundred dollars worth of gas in his truck three times a week that's $200 more than he was spending before. And you know where that money goes? It doesn't go to buy oil. That's not where that money goes. It does not go to buy oil. It goes into the pocket of the person who's selling the oil. The guy who's digging the oil isn't making any more money. It just goes to the fat cats who do nothing, the parasites. Remember that. Doubt it? Look it up. All right, let's see what else we got here. Daniel Ledo, which industry should be nationalized? Healthcare, energy production. It's a short list. You got it. Carl Cox says, crony capitalism, not Marxism. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's continue. Uh, what else we got? I got to play my videos, though. I, I have a good video that, that's sort of where we're at today. Uh, let's see. John Smith says, according to biological science, a fetus is a living human being. Egberto is being anti-science. Whoa, John Smith. No, 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 no. You are simply wrong. You are wrong. I mean, in the cells, the individual cells are alive. I mean, a sperm, a sperm is alive. Do we penalize men for for doing what you know a lot of men do to get rid of potential babies? When those men go into the bathroom and, and do that shaky, shaky thing, do we ever say, look at what he's doing. He's throwing away millions of potential babies. We don't do that because it's a man. Because it's a man. Those are living items that's being discarded. Those are living items being discarded. Nobody ever tries to say that is illegal because you are, you, there could be a Bill Gates going down that, 
There could be a Bill Gates in that toilet paper. There could be a Bill Gates going down the drain. There could be a Bill Gates. Not that I think Bill Gates is much better than anybody else, right? It's just a, a lot of people hold up Bill Gates as being the billionaire, smart guy. I mean, there are a lot of smarter guys, right? But anyhow, that's not the point. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Paul Fleming says, What I've come to realize about the Republicans' listeners here is that they rarely bring anything factual to the discussion. So I guess this is the only place where they can get people to listen to them. But I want... Here's the deal, uh, Paul. We want to listen to them. Because they represent a millions of people. And it helps you and me to understand... What's going on out there? I tell you what, I was gonna play. Uh, I was gonna play Jake Tapper on the abortion thing first, but let me go ahead and play Farid Zakaria. I want to play Farid Zakaria first uh, because it it actually illustrates some. No, I tell you what, I'm gonna go one after the other. Let me do the Jake Tapper first, and then we'll go into the other right after that. So check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Governor Tate Reeves appeared on. Uh, State of the Union with Jake Tapper. And you know, what he had to do was go out there and try to prepare the landscape for what is ultimate going to be the end of Roe versus Wade. And you know, you could see why they sent him out, right? At first, in the beginning of the week, everybody attempted one thing, to take the, to take the news off of what's occurring to women with this impending uh, Supreme Court vote and have them concentrate on this thing called the leak. Well, earlier, you know, uh, the, the, White House, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, she admonished a reporter who attempted to take the Republicans' uh, talking points about, it's about the leak, it's about the leak, shouldn't you be upset about the leak? And she said, no, I am not going to take the focus off of what Republicans are now doing to women. We're not going to take the focus off of that. And now they send out Tate Reeves. They realize that they're going to have to talk about it. So they're trying to figure out how are we going to do this? We're going to send out this Mississippi governor who talks softly, but even in his words, the evil of that particular party shows up. I want you to see this and then we'll take it on the other side because what they are doing what they are doing is, in fact, evil. It's, in fact, restricting every woman. Check this out. Governor, you, you just said that you did do an analysis. Can you tell us anything more about the analysis? What did the state of Mississippi conclude as to of the 3,500 abortions that happen on average per year in Mississippi? How many of those girls and women will seek unsafe abortions? How many might die? How many uh, might end up hurt, mutilated? Well, Jake, I can't predict for you exactly what's going to happen in the future. What I can tell you is what we're trying to do in Mississippi is we're trying to provide those uh, potential expectant mothers uh, the resources that they need mm -hmm. so that they, they can go to a full term of pregnancy. If they choose to keep that child, then, then that's a, a great outcome. But if they choose not to, we want to make sure that we have plans in place to protect those um, protect those babies once they're born. Mississippi, as you know, has the highest rate of infant mortality in the United States. You have the highest rate of child poverty in the United States. Your state has no guaranteed maternity leave that's paid. The legislature in Mississippi just rejected uh, extending postpartum Medicaid coverage. Uh, your foster care system is also the subject of a long-running federal lawsuit 
over its, its failure to protect children from abuse. I hear you. You say you want to do more to support mothers and children, but you've been in state government since 2004. You were the state treasurer, then you were the lieutenant governor, now you're the governor. Based on the track record of the state of Mississippi, why should any of these girls or moms believe you? Uh, when I got elected governor, my very first speech in my inaugural address, I was very clear that I believe in my heart that I was elected not to try to hide our problems, but to try to fix our problems. We have um, a, a long history of, of poor health outcomes. It's due in large part uh, to poverty. And so we are focusing every day on, on, on fixing uh, the challenges that are before us. So, so the snapback law in two, that, that was passed in 2007 has no exception for incest. So assuming that the Supreme Court uh, overturns Roe v. Wade, the state of Mississippi will force girls and women who are the victims of incest to carry those childs to term. Well, that's going to be the law because in 2007, the Mississippi legislature passed it. Why is it acceptable in your and state so, to force girls who are victims of incest to carry those child children to term? As you know, Jake, um, over 92% of all abortions in America are elective procedures. Um, when you look at the number of, of those that actually are involved in incest, it's less than 1%. Okay, but that is going to be the law of Mississippi. Let me ask you, what about a fetus that has serious or fatal abnormalities that will not allow that fetus to live outside the womb? Is the state of Mississippi going to force those girls and women who have this tragedy inside them to carry the child to term? Are you going to force them to do that? You're dealing in, in uh, examples that are rare and are a very small percentage of the overall abortion. And the overturning of Roe is simply going to return those decision-making processes to the states back to and, the individual right, and, legislatures in yeah, all 50 and I'm, states. And I'm asking you about this, the law in your state and the exceptions that the law does not offer to Mississippi women and girls who are victims of incest, who have fetuses that have fatal or very serious abnormalities. I want to ask you a philosophical question here, because I know you have said you believe that life begins at conception. Just to be clear, does that mean the moment of fertilization or the moment of implantation? I believe that life begins at conception. Just to be clear, the state of Mississippi, you're not going to then target uh, IUD or Plan B, which are methods of birth control that might not allow a fertilized egg to be implanted. And this is not a theoretical construct. This is not, a, a you know, in the state of Louisiana. They're talking about uh, not only criminally charging uh, girls and women who get abortions uh, as, you know, as, as being committing homicide, but they're also talking about defining the moment uh, of conception as fertilization. So it, it's not, I'm not making this up. This is, th these are the conversations going on in legislatures in your in your area but so just to be clear you have no intention of seeking to ban IUDs or plan B that, that is not what we're focused on at this time we believe that that the overturning of Roe is the correct decision by the court we believe that the overturning of Roe is the is the correct decision by the port by the courts now let's 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 put some things into perspective because he went ahead and he said the reason why we have the laws and not even incest is going to prevent us from supporting this law or, or force we are going to even force women who are victims of incest to have to carry that child uh, when when it is pointed out to him that wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute uh, let's remember inside of Mississippi you are asking for women to bring children even if they can't afford these kids into this world but at the same time you are from a state
that provides little or no support to help parents raise kids. But let's de delve a little bit deeper. Because if you take a look at all the states that are supporting this uh, reversal of this, this, this opinion, the Roe versus Wade, if you take a look at all the states, these are red states that are supporting this wholeheartedly. And these are the same ones that don't want to give Medicaid, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. These are the same states that refuse to give people good access to health care. These are the same states that refuse to invest and educate their kids. These are the same states that don't want to give college education or college. For, these are the same states that make life as a family difficult. In other words, you will have to work your nails into blood before the state will provide you any kind of assistance. These are the states that want that want to eliminate that sort of a that sort of a protection for women. So you ask yourself, where are we going? You know, earlier Farid Zakaria had a program on where he started to describe America, and America has become extremely secular in the aggregate. But then he said, and he pointed out, there are two Americas: a very large America that is a progressive type of America that lives on the coast and live in different in different islets inside of the middle of the country. And then there is what have been created, this red America. And he said when they did their analysis, the, the, the parts of America that is the progressive side, the left side, are more tantamount to what we'll consider the type of European countries that have good health care, etc., etc., and the treat their and that true democracy reigns, and the other side is tantamount to and he used two specific states: Saudi. Uh, think think about this: Saudi Arabia, and I don't recall the other state country that he mentioned. But think about it: when we speak so often about the American Taliban, we have to ask: look at the rules that Republicans are trying to put upon. America right now. If you remove the word evangelical or Christian from the and, and put some other religion, it would not veer very far from what we see in the places many in that same domain like to scorn. Again, this cannot stand. Roberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. 
Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm Egberto Willis as host. I don't have a lot more time left, so I'm not going to do a big push here. I'm going to just say, please, 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 those of you that are listening, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com. Whoops, I, I missed it here. politicsdoneright.com slash support. And find one of the many different options that you have to support us. That is politicsandright.com. So support, and I just placed it inside of the, the feed there. So please support the program by getting our books at politicsandright.com. So books, etc. Anyhow, I want to I want to fix this up. Farid Sakaria has been examining where we are in this country, the separation that's been occurring, the polarization, and in my part, the polarization is not caused by those good conservatives in the room right now. I know some of you get upset when I look at a Mike Cisak or a, or, or, or a, or a Lee, Lee, <laughs> Lee Grant, or I look at, uh, who else is a conservative here? Smith, or I look at uh, John Smith, or I look at, uh, I think I had some more conservatives in here, Eric Hayes. And like, why do you give them a break? It's not about giving them a break. It's about your sources of information and who you trust and who you believe, right? And the one thing that I do understand is who they do, right? So I'm not going to, I am not going to, I live this stuff in not only here, but in board board meetings, etc. how this stuff works. And they're good. Those guys who polarize us, they're good. They know what they're doing. We reward them. We reward them by really attacking our Lados and so forth. We have to embrace these guys. Not, I mean, wait, I mean, if they slap you, slap them back. If they punch you, punch them back. But at the same time, let's go ahead and understand what engagement is all about. But Farid Sakaria. Farid Sakaria had a piece here that I want you guys to listen to because it's very important and I think it's something we can learn a lot from. Check it out. As the prospect of Roe versus Wade being overturned looms large and America braces for another round of culture wars, I've been puzzling about why clashes over values seem to be more intense in the United States than elsewhere and why the competing camps seem more divided than before. One key to this might be found in a 2020 Pew survey showing that on many cultural issues, the American political divide was the widest among rich countries surveyed. Asked whether the country would be better off in the future if it sticks to its traditions and ways of life, 65% of Americans on the right said yes versus just 6% on the left, a 59-point gap. That compares with a 19-point gap in tradition-bound France. Asked whether being Christian was a crucial aspect of being a citizen of the country, the gap in America was 23 points compared to just 7 points in the UK. These attitudes are fleshed out further in a 2018 Pew survey, which asked people in several rich countries whether religion should play a larger role in their societies. In America, 71% of people who identified as conservative said yes, while just 29% of liberals agreed. That difference 42 percentage points was off the charts compared to the other countries. The gap was 17 points larger than those in the next highest countries analyzed, Canada and Poland, and roughly four times the gap between right and left in Sweden and Germany. In the UK, 35 percent of conservatives wanted religion to play a larger role in their country versus 28 percent of liberals, a mere seven-point gap. Many of the forces that seem to be at work 
globalization, technological change, immigration, are happening in other Western societies as well. In fact, if you use the size of trade in a country's economy as a measure, America is less globalized than many European countries. It's not even special when it comes to immigration. Canada and Sweden have a larger share of foreign-born people in their societies than does the United States. And of course, technology is at work everywhere. In his last book, Religion's Sudden Decline, the distinguished social scientist Ronald Inglehart offered an answer. Inglehart pointed out that the most striking cultural shift of our times is the decline in religiosity in most countries. When Inglehart and his colleague Pippa Norris analyzed survey data on attitudes toward religion from 1981 to 2007, they found that most of the countries studied had become more religious. But between 2007 and 2020, the overwhelming majority became less religious. The standout in the recent studies is the U.S. of A. For a long time, America was the outlier in showing that rich, advanced countries can still be religious. In recent years, though, it has been reversing course to dramatic effect. Since 2007, the U.S. has been secularizing more rapidly than any other country for which we have data, notes Inglehart, adding, by one widely recognized criterion, it now ranks as the 12th least religious country in the world. Inglehart explains that this process of secularization has many causes, mostly relating to the decline of group norms, of mechanisms of control, and the rise of individualism. But here's the interesting part. As this broad shift is taking place in the U.S., it is coinciding with increased polarization. So the picture that emerges is of a country that is rapidly secularizing, but at the same time seeing a strong backlash to that process. Big changes are leading to big reactions. You cannot really understand America anymore by looking at averages. It has become two countries. One is urban, more educated, multiracial, secular, and largely left of center. The other is rural, less educated, religious, white, and largely right of center. Inglehart and the scholar Christian Welsel have a famous cultural map that plots countries according to their responses to questions about values. But if one were to divide America into two countries, one red and one blue, I suspect that you would see that blue America would fit comfortably with Northern European Protestant countries, while red America's cultural values would move it closer to Nigeria and Saudi Arabia. We think about that. Nigeria or South America, or rather Nigeria or Saudi Arabia, is what red country is starting to look like. And this is Farid Sakadia. This is, this is some bleeding heart lefty. This is a guy that's right down the middle, that really sees what's happening in America. He's seen how we, uh, we're, we're, the, the religiosity portion of America, what they're doing to their pew, hurting them. They're seeing that, you know, if you take a look at what's occurring to those areas, those are the areas that lack that there's less education because their governors, their politicians are so evil that they don't want their people educated. They are the ones that are there making sure that their people don't get the health care because if they get or, or policies that provide health care because that means they are going to be smarter. And the last thing they want is somebody smart 
that is going to run the risk of changing the way things have always operated. We have to understand how these things work, folks. And Farid Zakaria, again, uh, he is not a bleeding heart liberal. And that he points out that reality that many of us on the left have been talking about. Just give that kind of a credence to what, what it's all about. So, folks, um, we're coming close to the end of the program right now. I want to thank you all for being here. I want you to, I, I didn't have a, a, enough, in my three-minute pitch, I didn't get a chance to pitch for three minutes today, but please go ahead and uh, support the show to make sure we can continue informing at politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com that support. There are all the different methods of support right there. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.